Hey, welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Sukardi. You are with me for session three. It is Tuesday, January 14th, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at podcast blah, 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 at podcast true blue. Again, that's Instagram and Twitter at podcast true blue. I uh, just want to say thanks to anyone who's hit me up, listened to this podcast, um, followed me on Instagram, liked anything, any of that shit. Like I so appreciate it. It means a lot to hear back from anyone and that anyone gives a shit. It's uh, definitely something that I just wanted to start the show off with because without y'all listening, I'm just kind of sitting here talking to my dog, which I'd still do because there's a lot of benefit there. <laughs> but anyway, it really just does mean a lot. So I just want to shout everyone out. Thanks a lot for uh, for rolling with me. So just going to go through a couple things here. Um, going to talk a little bit about some self-care shit, talk some music, give you a little bit of an update of what's been going on, and then I'll, uh, I'll throw some poetry at you, and then we'll uh, finish with a little music and a little story, and then you'll, uh, you'll head back to your, uh, to your, uh, to your weeks. And it's going to be a good week, you know, shit. I mean, here we are, it's early January. You know, I mean, shit, we're in fucking January. Just think about how the year goes and how like later on in the year, or even in a couple months, you're like, oh man, this year is flying by. I wish I'd started blah, blah, blah earlier in January or whatever. You know, now if I start blah, 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 I have all these other things that are going to get in my way. So just, you know, just want to shout that out. It's fucking early. So good for us. So uh, I want to start the show off here. I want to talk about um, actually somewhat of a sad news. The drummer for Rush, Neil Peart, passed away last week. He actually passed away, I believe, on the 7th, but the news came out on Friday. Um, for those of you who don't know, Rush is like a prog rock band from the 70s. They have um, a singer, Getty Lee, and a lot of folks aren't so into his voice and the whole Rush thing. They they kind of have this like um, kind of theme going, a bit of a nerd kind of vibe with the stories and all the mythical and futuristic things. Those are some of their themes. Um, so it turns some folks off, but I love it. And um, the drummer, Neil Peart, is such an amazing drummer, like one of the best. And check this out. He writes the lyrics. He fucking writes the lyrics. How many drummers you know write the fucking lyrics for their band? And as a drummer and someone who writes myself... This is pretty fucking cool. So right off the bat, I had a, had a connection with Neil Peart, with Rush. And uh, just want to talk a little bit about Neil, Neil Peart and kind of his, uh, his influence on me. So my drum teacher back in 2002 was really into Neil Peart. He had told me about him and said, oh, he's awesome. And I don't think we had YouTube, so I don't know how the fuck I heard him. This was in 2002. So anyway, I heard him somehow, <laughs> probably from working at CD World and just jamming um, some Rush CDs and then picking up some, I think there were plenty of used Rush CDs that I was able to pick up. So I got a bunch and uh, they were awesome. So uh, my drum teacher was really into him, so I got into Rush that way pretty much. Um, and I actually saw Rush twice. I saw them once in New Jersey. Um, in 2004, and then I saw them again actually out here in Albuquerque in 2008. They were um, really good shows. The drum solo was awesome. 
they opened up with like I honestly forget the songs, but I just remember it being very like they they weren't wasting time. It was sort of like you know hitting them, uh, you know coming on hard and stuff. So uh, if if you can believe that. <laughs> If, if you can believe Rush is coming out hard. But you know what I mean? Coming out with like a song that really has some balls behind it. So uh, it was cool. It was They were both great shows. I remember the uh, 2004, the one I saw in Jersey, I went with a friend of mine at the gym. And uh, it was me, him, and a bunch of these other guys from the gym. And uh, all really cool guys, but, you know, they kind of had that gym vibe and you know uh at least at least my friend's friend so my friend's name is randy and then a bunch of his other friends they were they were cool but they were a little bit you know kind of meat uh, meat headish if you will um and i can remember cutting like everyone in line and i never done that i'm like well fucking i'm not gonna not cut with these fucking guys so we cut everyone in line we <laughs> we like got right in um and uh it was cool. I remember me and Randy, we were smoking some weed. And I never, ever, like, gotten caught or busted or, you know, any of this bullshit. Thank God. Um, but at the Rush show, there's someone, like, shined a light and, like, like I don't know if they, like, nudged me or something. But I was like, all right. So I just put it out. So that was just sort of a weird side, side story there. But uh, it was a great show. And it was just sort of a funny scene going with all those guys from the gym knowing that they were into Rush. They were just, or at least, again, not Randy, but his friends. They were into doing hard drugs and, <laughs> and like, going to shows and drinking and, you know, music and all that shit. So, uh, and then in 2008, I went with my good friend out here, Tyler. We went to see Rush. He's also a drummer, so we kind of had that whole thing. So, um, and it was, it was awesome. It was really cool. So, hey, I'm going to read some uh, lyrics from Neil Peart. And then uh, give you some shout-outs on some things to check out. So this song is uh, called The Analog Kid. It's on the album Signals. came out in 1982. Uh, and it's pretty much the chorus. He says, You move me, you move me, With your buildings and your eyes, Autumn woods and winter skies, You move me, you move me, Open sea and city lights, Busy streets and dizzy heights, You call me, you call me. Fucking awesome. So poetic. And it's a great song. You should check it out. It's called The Analog Kid. But I love it. It's just the way it repeats itself and it kind of takes you somewhere and then it kind of winds on back to um, to kind of doing that re repetitive vibe as it started. So really cool shit. And then honestly, if you just go on YouTube, type in Neil Peart, P-E-A-R-T, drum solo, and just check out, I mean, really, just watch any of them. I saw one where he was uh, um, playing with Buddy Rich's big band. And if you don't know, Buddy Rich is one of the best jazz drummers out there. Um, he died in, like, I, I think the 80s, like early S80s or some shit. Maybe late, I don't know. I should know, maybe. But anyway, uh, so he played with, with his band and did this great, great drum solo. I think the drum solo starts around five minutes in. So if you're not into big band music, you can always fast forward. So just want to shout out Neil Pert for, um, you know, being just such an expressive person, having such creativity behind his drumming and then uh, just being a great lyricist and having uh, just a lot of inspiration. So rest in peace, Neil Pert. All right. So 
Um, moving on. So, little self-care talk here. I went swimming yesterday. It was cold as fuck in the pool. When I showed up into the into the wet area, there was no one in the pool. And I thought, oh, fuck yeah. And I had my choice of lanes. It was fucking awesome. But then, so damn cold. But I thought, fuck it. I mean, I can do it. I know how this works. You just you get started and your body temperature matches. And all of a sudden, you're not so cold. Yada, yada. So, uh what usually takes me like 30 minutes it took me like maybe like under 25, maybe like 24 minutes to finish because it was so cold and I was so like ready to keep moving and then finish. So it felt really good. It was really good, honestly, like knowing that it's cold, like, OK, if it's cold again, because I'm going to swim again tomorrow, um, it's all good, you know. So I was really, uh, really happy about that. And then after that, I did 30 minutes in the sauna. So the sauna at the gym that I go to to swim, because I go to a different gym when I when I do weights and I do stretching, pretty much because the gym that I swim at, no one really goes in that wet, or I should say the wet area where the sauna, the pool, and all that shit is not as busy as the one by where I live and has a has a nicer um, actual floor where all the weights are. So I, I split them up because I want to be able to swim, get it done, and then do my thing. Um, instead of having to wait around. So that's why I go to this other gym. So anyway, there's sauna. It's okay. It's real small. It, it's not like doesn't get super hot right like right away. So I was in there for about 30 minutes. Um, and it was nice. I got to lay down. Fucking love that. I'm that fucking guy just laying down. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, so I was just doing some sauna. And that's always a good thing. Just sweating. Just like getting out all the poisons and the past and the the salts and the fucking bullshit. It just feels so good. It's like my um, my re, re reward, excuse me, after uh, after I swim or after I do any workout really, because it's just nice to sit there. And I will make a suggestion that if you're working out and you're gonna go in that motherfucking sauna, bring your headphones. People have such annoying combos in there. I've been one of them. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, it's, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, people who come and go out of that damn thing. So if you're going to be working out, then bring your headphones. If you're swimming, then whatever. I'm not going to go get my fucking headphones. It's not that bad, but just a, a bit of a pro tip. All right. So, hey, I planned, I'm planning a trip to New Jersey in May. My friend Jason and Michelle are getting married in Philly. So I'm planning a trip in May. So I got the days off, so that's awesome. I just have to get my plane ticket. I already kind of scouted it. Looks like it's like only like two thirty, which is really good. Um, so uh, that'll be cool. Uh, that'll be cool. Um, I'm actually gonna stay in Philly with my friend Kevin, um, which will be great. It'll be cool just to have a place to stay. I don't have to get a hotel. I don't have to drive back up to North uh, North Jersey, which is like an hour and a half. So I get to just do my thing at the wedding. And then go chill with my friend, and I'll probably stay in Philly for a day or two. Um, and you can actually find this friend of mine, Kevin, at Luxury Signs on Instagram. I'm sharing this because he's a creative-ass dude. Um, he's one of my best friends, and I'm really excited to see him. So check his, uh, his, his art out at Luxury Signs on Instagram. So uh, that'll be cool. It'll be good to go home, see my mom, who I love dearly, see my dogs, uh, who I also love, and then see my friends and my family and all that shit, and eat tons of pizza and all the awesome shit. So I am excited. It's it's good to have something to look forward to. Life is about fucking something to look forward to. 
It doesn't always have to be a trip to New Jersey. It can be the smallest fucking thing ever. It could be you got something in your teeth. You got to get that shit out and you fucking get it out and you, hell yeah. It could be that simple. So yeah, props to that. I'm excited to go to that wedding. It'll be fun. It's not going to be one of those annoying ass like um, um, traditional weddings. It's going to be real chill. I think it's at a at a brewery. Um, and so that's cool. I don't drink beer, but it's all good. It'll just be cool to be there. I think they'll have whiskey and all that good shit. So I'll be all right. Um, all right. So just going on with a couple of last things for, for, my, uh, for my update. And what's cool is this is all about self-care. This whole fucking thing. So I don't have to keep saying the damn word self-care. So that's pretty cool. I probably will, but just want to point that out. So ladies and ladies and gentlemen, just want you to know that you are actually, your very own host is a five-time 2019 fantasy football Super Bowl champion. What does that fucking mean? That means I play fantasy football, and in five of the leagues that I play, well, I, well, sorry, I should say I played in 11 leagues, and five of which I made it all the way to the motherfucking Super Bowl and won that shit. So every Super Bowl I played in, all five, I won all fucking five. All five. Which is so fucking awesome and so fucking difficult. So I am very blessed, very humbled. It doesn't sound like I am, but I am very humbled to fucking have won that. And I'm so fucking pumped. I get a trophy in like a couple of them because not every league gives a trophy. But all these leagues pay out. Which is, of course, what it's all about. But to be quite honest with you, I love fucking winning. I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And honestly, I just love fantasy football. I'm in so many damn fucking leagues. Like I said, I play in 11 leagues. That if I win, I lose. I mean, it's all up and down. But to have played in five Super Bowls and won all five, I am super excited. Super damn excited. I'm getting a trophy in two of them. So I'll maybe I'll post that so y'all can see what that looks like. And fantasy football is something I love doing. Um, I've been doing it for the past maybe eight years or something like that. I even do a fantasy football podcast called the Fantasy Football Pizzeria. We talk about fantasy football and pizza. It's awesome. Uh, I just love it. It's one of my biggest hobbies. Um, it's kind of like a part-time job because it, uh, it takes a, a good amount of time and a lot of research and uh, all this shit, but... Um, so to win one of these motherfucking leagues, so you're up against either 10 or 12 other players, um, that to actually get to the Super Bowl to the last game and to win that fucker is, is fucking awesome. So I'm just very excited as you can tell. And I just want you to know, I have that championship DNA flowing through me right now. You know what I mean? I got that championship motherfucking DNA flowing through my motherfucking veins right now. And I'm excited. So fuck. Yeah. All right, so I did my 10 push-ups. I did them this morning. They felt good. Tell you what, those fuckers help your back a lot. Yeah, your arms and your chest, but, man, they really help out your fucking back. And honestly, like, I typically will sleep on my back, but lately with having my dog in the bed, she likes to nudge right against me. So sometimes I'm like, ah, fuck it. You know, she's so, she's so sweet. What the fuck? I'll just lay on my side. But then I wake up sore as fuck. So I've been sleeping on my back. I've been doing better and doing them. Those 10 push-ups have been helping. And honestly, if you can't do 10 push-ups, do fucking five, do three, do, do fucking two, do even one. If you can't do push-ups, then take an interval of time and spend it walking five minutes. Cause the idea is to just do a little at a time. And before you know it, five becomes seven becomes 11 becomes 20, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just sort of pushing that whole vibe. 
So I'm sharing you all with my 10 push-ups. All right. So uh, I'm going to go over my self-care tip of the week. It's uh, a pretty one that's it's, it's, it's a pretty cool one, pretty easy one. It's near and dear to me. So the tip is to keep water in the trunk of your car. Pretty simple, right? It's fucking winter. It's going to keep it cold, okay? And you drive places, am I right? I mean, what the fuck? So why not keep some water in your car? I mean, you're going to get thirsty. You don't have to fucking spend money on any bullshit drinks. You always have water with you. Huh? Not bad. And check this out. Like for your boy, it helps me with heartburn sometimes. And you know what? Sure, I take the antacids and all that. But nothing better than getting some fucking cold-ass water and fucking drinking that shit. It's like putting out a fire in your chest. I mean, it only does it for like half a second because then the heartburn just comes back. And then you keep drinking water and, you know, so on and so forth. But, man, that fucking feeling is so nice. And then also, I mean, obviously you're going to stay hydrated, which is super important. It helps lubricate your joints. Helps with all your bowel movements, keeping you regular. It'll help you with your exercise. It keep your body it'll keep your body temperature sort of at a more of a at a controlled place, especially if you're doing like a high intense workouts or you know your 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 heart rate's getting uh, you know you're building your heart your heart rate up a lot. It'll help also decrease any kind of fatigue, and that's both physically and mentally. On the on the reallys, like what they say about fucking water. Is so true. And you never hear anyone say, whatever you do, don't drink water. I mean, fucking think about it. Any damn thing out there, whether you hurt yourself, you're sad, you're fucking tired, you're this, you're that, any fucking thing, drink some fucking water. Plain and simple. Start there. Motherfucking start there. Put some water in your body. I mean, really, it's just, it's that simple to me. You know, it helps you heal, recover, maintain, maximize. So this may be some obvious shit, but I just wanted to sort of share it with this uh, for this third episode because it's a simple one. It's one that I love. And while it's fucking cold out, leave that shit out there. You know what I mean? Before you know it, it'll be the summertime and this ain't going to apply. That's why it's session three. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So drink that shit. You know what I mean? Drink that shit. All right, everyone, we're almost done. Thanks again for rolling with me. Again, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast True Blue. All right, so we're going to roll with the song of the week. So I chose a song that I included on my New Mexico Volume 8, which you can find on any of my links. If you go to my Instagram, my Twitter, Anytime I've sent anyone links to this podcast, it's been through my link tree. So it has all my shit on there. And it also has New Mexico Volume 8, which I took this song off of. So the song I chose for the week for this podcast is um, a song by a band called Mono. The song is called After You Comes the Flood. It's on their latest album, which is called Nowhere Now Here. So... Um, I chose this song. It's a great song. It's like the second song on the album, so it's a really good kind of like um, first song because the I think the first song is more like an intro, so it's like the first like you know it's like packing that uh, packing that uh, that punch if you if you feels me. Um, and honestly, just such a great song there. So Mono is a band from Japan. They're an instrumental band. Um, very fucking loud, very heavy, but not the entire time. They definitely have a great, uh, great mix of, um, you know, heavy, low, um, 
you know, quiet, loud, um, just really, especially in this song, wonderful harmonies and the melody with with their guitar playing. And of course, the build up. It's almost like it sounds to me at times like it's an orchestra because it's got such a loud sound at times. Um, and I did see them live once. And they definitely did play with string instruments, um, at least when I had seen them. Um, and, you know, when I saw them, I actually I saw them in 2005 with my friend Michael Neal. Shout out, Michael Neal. Uh, we went to this place. I think it was it was like the old Limelight, which was like a club in New York. It was like a dance club in New York in the 80s. I forget what they called it at the time. I think it was called Club Avalon. So anyway, I ate this pot cookie that my friend Gary had brought home from Colorado. Shout out to my friend Gary. Um, And the thing looked like a little meatball. And, you know, I had had my first pot cookie the week prior, which was that same uh, cookie. He had brought like a bunch home. And it fucked me up so bad the first time. So bad. Like, I ate this damn cookie. Two hours went by. Nothing happened. I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then two and a half hours went by, and I was tripping balls. I'm not kidding you. I got so fucking high, I went to my friend's bathroom, pulled down my pants, sat on the fucking toilet. Didn't have to go or anything. But I thought to myself, if something's going to go down, I better be right the fuck here. And there everyone was outside partying and shit. Nothing went down. But, man, I had to collect myself. I had to motherfucking collect myself. That shit hit me hard. Uh, so you'd think I'd learn, right? Going to see, um, it was actually Mono. They were opening up for this band, Pelican. Great band. They're out of Chicago, Illinois. I know they're instrumental band. Uh, more of like a stoner-like kind of band, but awesome band. Um, anyway, so I had this pot cookie, and I thought, okay, I'll just eat half of it. So I'm eating half of it. My friend's driving us into New York City, and then... We cross the bridge and all that. And I start thinking, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go to a show. I want to connect with the music. Fuck it. I can take it. You know, whatever. You know, the other night, whatever. I can. It's all good. I was so fucking wrong. So I took that shit, right? And then Mono comes on. They were the opening band. And they were so fucking loud. I had to stand by the merch booth, which was in, which was in the other room. And it got so bad even then, I had to do what I did the first time around. Went to the bathroom. And I fucking just pulled out my pants, sat on that toilet, and just chilled. Nothing happened. But, you know, I had to go into survival mode. You know what I'm saying? The music was so loud. It, like, shook my core. Taking this this um, this uh, pot cookie just made all my senses heightened, especially my hearing. And it was just so in tune, like, almost like with my nervous system and everything. It was It was intense. It wasn't like I was tripping or anything else. It definitely was still like a huge high, but my God. So anyway, it, it eventually calmed down by the time Pelican went on, and they were they were great. And Mono, they were awesome too. I probably got maybe like five minutes in that was like not intense that I could handle. But they were so fucking loud, I couldn't believe it. So yeah, so just a little backstory about Mono. But check out that song. It's a good fucking song. Such a great buildup. It's called After You Comes of the Flood by Mono. Hell yeah. All right, we're almost done here. I'm going to share a poem that I wrote. I actually have on my Instagram page that I posted like two years ago or some shit. So it's a poem. It's a it's like a haiku. It's not a traditional haiku. It's just capturing a moment in, you know, with uh, only so many words. I'm going to burp here. Uh. That's a water burp, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, that's a fucking 100% water burp you just heard. 
Okay, here goes for the poem. Reading your postcard, the mail carrier, dreams of retirement. Check that out. We just think about it. Let that settle in for a minute. Check that out. You know, I would usually explain, but I'm just going to say check that out. I'll read it again, too. I'll give you a double dose here. Reading your postcard, the mail carrier, dreams of retirement. Just saying. Okay, everyone. Well, hey, just want to say thanks for rolling with me for session three. It means a lot. I will be doing my thing, getting this out, um, sharing links and shit and blah, blah, blah. Um, again, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm at Podcast True Blue on Instagram and Twitter. I'm always happy to converse and, you know, share my shit and talk to folks. So I uh, hope you guys have a great week and I will be seeing you soon. Peace.